Westlake Church. It's good to see you on such a sunny, beautiful day. The weather's been great recently, hasn't it? It's really been lovely. And uh, we're actually going to look at that today, how, how that affects things. But I wonder how many of you have been in the garden yesterday? Anyone? Enjoying the garden? Oh, brilliant. Well, <laughs> well done, guys. Get out there and sow some seed because now's the time, isn't it? Spring's the time to sow some seeds, get things moving, you know, grow some beautiful uh, flowers and plants. And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at today, how to grow uh, and sow. Okay, so the parable of the sower that we're looking at today is one that's familiar to any Sunday school uh, goers, uh, any Sunday school class, and probably most of you here today as well. But I hope that we see actually today that Jesus is giving us a very serious warning as well. When it comes to his kingdom, you're either an insider or an outsider. As we unpack this method of teaching, this uh, parable and this number of parables here today, then we hopefully can see what it is that makes us an insider or an outsider and how we can respond to that. So firstly, the, one of the important things that stands out from this passage as we open it is uh, to listen. Jesus asks everyone to listen in verse 3. So he says, listen, you're either on the inside or the outside. And it's really important listening, isn't it? Uh, especially if you really want to hear and understand what someone's saying to you. And it's even more so if you don't have the same native language as someone else. I wonder if any of you have used this to your advantage before. I know with my family I have. Uh, so when I do a video call back home to my family in Wales, uh, sometimes if my parents are sending a, a gift in the post for a birthday, then we'll switch into Welsh. So we'll start talking Welsh so that they can say, oh, we're sending this pack package to you you should get it this day this is what it is and even though the children hear what's being said they don't understand they've they're none the wiser as to what's been going on so at the beginning of this passage verse one we find Jesus with his disciples and a large crowd and uh, there's there's so many of them that Jesus has to resort to sitting in a boat to teach them speak them to speak to them and uh, if you look at the start of this passage, verse 2, and at the end, uh, verse 34, it's stated, like, like bookends really, that Jesus was teaching in parables. There's a series of parables in this chapter, and this is his teaching method. So it's, it's important uh, to, to know that as we, we uh, start this out. And the disciples asked Jesus, like, why is it that you speak in parables? And he says to them, verse 11, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables. What he's saying is that some people will start to understand that there's a hidden meaning to these stories, but to others, they'll just be nice stories about farming or other aspects of daily life. As we look at this big crowd, they've come along, they're expecting to see Jesus put on a show. He's already a celebrity in the area. They, they'd be wanting to see what he'd come up with next. Who would he heal next? What would he do? What sort of miracles would he come up with? There'd be lots of entertainment to be had following Jesus around, maybe even a, a free meal. So not everyone is there in this big crowd to hear Jesus' teaching. And they're, they're not all 
ready to take on board Jesus' teaching. And that's why Jesus tells them to listen carefully to what he has to say. It's important to listen because there's more than a farming story here and how best to grow food. And it's possible that we can hear this parable and not understand its true meaning. We need his help. We need God's help to understand it. We need faith to understand Jesus' teaching and that it's about his kingdom. So in verse 12, he also quotes Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. He says, one of the reasons that he uses parables is so that they may indeed see, but not perceive. And they may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. It was a judgment on the people at the time, a prophetic warning from the book of Isaiah that not everyone was going to understand. Now, there are those who will hear the word of God and their hearts will be hard to it. And for those people, Jesus is warning the consequences are serious, that they're outside the kingdom of God. And this is still true today. There are those in the world who think that the Bible is just full of stories like parables. In fact, they see most of it as just parables written a long time ago. If you're sitting here this morning and maybe you just feel like part of the crowd, you're not quite sure yet, you you don't know Jesus, then I urge you guys, this is serious. Please take on this warning and keep listening today uh, as to what Jesus has to say, what else he has to say in this passage. Because he says, listen, And then he gives a parable and then he says, if you've got ears to hear this, then listen. So he's emphasizing how important it is, how serious it is to really take a good look at this parable. And then we come to the insiders. We can see how difficult it is even for them to get a grasp of this parable, because even those who are supposed to be on the inside here, the the disciples of Jesus, um, They need his help to understand it, don't they? Verse 11, Jesus tells the disciples that you've been given the the secret uh, and he's talking about himself here. He's saying, guys, the secret to the kingdom of God is me. He's saying to the disciples, you guys have been given me. And without Jesus, they would still be outsiders. I wonder how many of you here this morning enjoy a good word puzzle, a good word game. Maybe you enjoy... uh, crossword in the newspaper or maybe you've got an app on your phone that you do every day maybe it's wordle any of you play wordle yeah well imagine that you're about to to solve the puzzle and someone pops up behind you and whispers in your ear what it is and ruins it imagine that you're looking at the crossword it's five letters across what's brown and sticky a stick you ruined it Rude, I could have got that on my own. Thank you very much. So, there's something satisfying. That was a joke, by the way. (laughs) There's something satisfying, something fulfilling about working things out, isn't there? And God's word is so rich. It's so deep. It's it's so satisfying to, to look into it and draw something out of it that refreshes us, that refreshes our souls or our minds or our days. Um, as we as we see it and in teaching in parables Jesus is helping us to grow 
That's part of what's going on here. He's teaching his disciples to grow. He's not just spoon feeding them uh, an easy meal, some easy faith. Instead, he wants them to work at understanding. Uh, He wants them to to be serious about this. He wants them to not just be a hanger-on in that crowd waiting for some amazing thing to wow them. He's saying that they have to be persistent, not just half-hearted. They have to, have to be perceptive to understand Jesus' hidden meaning. Even for the disciples, though, they don't fully understand that yet. And we also know, don't we, that one of them will even turn out to be an outsider. You see, the time isn't quite ready for all these converts yet. You can't go from A to Z or A to Z, as our American friends would say, without learning the rest of the alphabet. These stories are going to come back to them after Jesus fulfills his mission on the cross. After he dies for our sin on the cross, people will recall these stories. Why? Because stories, parables are easy to remember. And then it will hit them. So God's word has been planted as a seed and then the Holy Spirit will will expand on that, will open that, will help them to see the true meaning. So for these insiders, then their faith in Jesus is, is key to understanding the mysteries of his kingdom that he's teaching about. And that leads us to Jesus teaching on this first parable, what causes or what leads someone to be an insider or an outsider? Well, let's look at this parable now and we'll see that it's the soil. It's the soil that determines whether you're an insider or an outsider. Is anyone here uh, this morning a pedologist? Anyone? No? Um, how about an edifologist? No? Any of those here? Well, <laughs> I'm not either, to be honest. <laughs> but you... I don't know much about soil, even though I'm surrounded by it, but it's actually an incredibly complex subject. And that is why there are pedologists studying soil and edifologists who study the effect of what soil has on living things. And neither of those were offered uh, to me by my careers advisor, funnily enough. (laughs) But there are different types of soil, aren't there? There's sandy soil there's clay there's silt that the list goes on and on and it's important to know the different properties so that you you know what to plant there what will grow there what will do well in that soil and in this first parable jesus is talking about different soils to teach us about different states of heart and how they receive that seed the seed of god's word so the first three soils are hearts of outsiders. Even though at first they may seem to be receptive, there are other things that stop that seed from growing. So firstly, verse 4 and verse 15, there is the seed that falls on the hard path and it's quickly eaten away. It's snatched up by the birds. The heart is too hard for the seed to take root and it's immediately taken away by Satan. Secondly, the first five and six, and then 16 and 17 of this chapter, there's the seed that's grown on the rocky ground. And it it seems okay at first, the heart joyfully receives the word, but deeper down, it's too hard. 
and the, the deep roots can't grow. The ones that really matter, that get to that nourishment, they can't grow. So when the sun comes up, when the heat comes down, when, it, when difficulties start, when persecution starts, then that plant withers and the heart falls away. Then thirdly, verse 7 and uh, verses 18 and 19, the seed that is sown among the thorns. There are other things growing in their hearts and, and uh, the time and energy that, that's spent growing those chokes out the good grain. Uh, the, the worries take over. They hear other voices, other priorities come up and it chokes that good, that good grain out, that, the God's word. So the desires for other worldly things just became too much and sadly force out the gospel. And, you know, I'm sure all of us have seen uh, these scenarios happening in people that we know, maybe even people that we're closest to. Their hearts are hardened or the soil's not right or the seed just doesn't grow and last. And that's really sad, isn't it? And it only lasts, Jesus says, when the, the seed is planted in good soil. Verses 8 and verse 20. The fourth soil is the heart of an insider. It's soft, it's receptive. It, it helps the, the seed to take root and grow and produce a good crop. Verse eight says, the other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30 fold and 60 fold and 100 fold. The average harvest in Palestine at that time would have been seven to ten times what you sowed. But Jesus is talking about a harvest of 30%. That, that would be amazing. Then he goes on 60 and 100. That would be absolutely miraculous. This would have been amazing for the hearers at the time to hear this. And what's interesting is that the hundredfold is also in the spiritual explanation, isn't it? Jesus expects us to bear fruit. If God's word has taken root in our hearts, then Jesus says that there will be a great harvest. Now, where does this all lead us to then? How should we respond as an insider or as an outsider? How does this affect how we treat those around us, both insiders and outsiders? Well, here are some gardening tips for the insider and the outsider. Firstly, to the insider, what can we learn from this selection of parables? Well, I would suggest three things to take away this morning. Firstly, be on your guard. Be on your guard. We see in these parables the different things that cause the word of God not to grow. We see the hardships, we see the persecutions, the, the sun beating down on the plant. And we see other distractions as well in life choking out the, the life of the plant. So don't wither, don't get scorched. Stay rooted in the gospel. And keep being fed and watered by God's word. Be ready for those trials, for those temptations when they come by being rooted in a relationship with God, drawing on his strength. Make sure you have Christian friends nearby who can help you stay accountable or check in on you if you're feeling down. Number two is keep growing. And to keep growing, we need to keep learning. 
need to keep unpacking God's word. How many of us open God's word every day and grow from it? We learn from it. We need to be persistent in our faith. We need to be perceptive to our surroundings. How is our heart doing? It's a good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? How is our heart doing? And are we taking that, that seriously? And uh, in that way, if we know how our heart's doing and we do take it seriously, we can be more mature. We can be more uh, productive and we can produce good fruit. So God is always working in us. We see that in, the, in another parable in this chapter, verse 26 and verse 27. It says that this, it's the farmer that's doing the growing. God is always at work in us. So it's up to us to be ready to be shaped by him. It's up to us to allow the Holy Spirit to help us learn to be like Jesus. We have to work with him or allow him to work. And then number three, to sow the seed. Like the sower, we need to go and sow the seed. As Christ's ambassadors, we need to tell the good news of the gospel to those that we meet outside the church. And, that, and also to encourage those within the church as well. The sower doesn't just go to one part of the field and sow. Um, he sows all over. So we don't know who is or at that current time isn't good soil. We must go out and sow the seed and leave that to God. God knows where the good soil is. And he's the one that grows those seeds that land there. So to make sure that the seeds keep growing, we also need to be cultivators. When we see the seed growing, we can help that growth through discipleship. So we can't grow it ourselves, but we can help it along. Um, there's many opportunities to see this happen uh, with discipleship. And uh, if you're a mature Christian and you're looking for opportunities to disciple others, then please let Martin or myself or one of the elders know. Uh, and then verse 22, Jesus teaches us that if we're shining his light, this is another parable straight, straight after the first. If we're shining his light, that will be easy to see, like a town on a hill. And as we shine that light, it will either help others grow, like helping seeds grow, or it can also show up things that people want to keep hidden. So this little parable is a heads up that when we sow seed, we can expect some opposition. And also verse uh, 24 and 25 Jesus follows this with the teaching that the more we sow the more we see light and the more we will be rewarded for it as well so although the seed might seem small and insignificant in our world that's not the case it's going to grow into something magnificent verses 31 and verse 32 here and many more will come into God's kingdom. So secondly, for anyone of you here this morning who aren't yet a Christian, if you don't know Jesus personally, please, I, I plead with you, listen to Jesus' warning and take it seriously. Every week until the summit, we're going to go through this book of Mark together. So keep coming on Sunday. Join us and, and hear more. Or, or if you're just here for a visit today, then why not come and see Martin, the pastor who is leading the service, or myself or, or one of the elders. Um, there's a sheet outside with some faces on uh, um, 
that, that you might recognize around the room. Um, why, not, why not ask one of us? We'd be happy to talk to you about this and more about who Jesus is and more about why we take communion, which we'll be doing soon. Uh, some of you here may think that your hearts are hard like that path. You may think, well, there's no hope. That's it. What's the point? But even though we can't change our soil to be good soil, there's one person in the story who can, isn't there? It's the farmer. The farmer can move that gravel out the way. He can move the heavy stones that's underneath the soil. He can, he can pull those weeds and thorns out by the roots, can't he? And you know what? He promises to do that if we ask him. If you want to have a heart that's like this good soil, then he's the one that can make that happen for you. And it might take some effort. If you're a gardener, then you know gardening isn't easy, is it? It's never easy. But it could. It could be difficult in another way for some. Because it means putting our pride aside and saying sorry for our sins and accepting forgiveness for the things that we've done wrong. And accepting that grace. And even though grace is a free gift, not everyone uh, accepts it. The band U2 released an album on uh, iTunes. If you had a, uh, an Apple phone, maybe you got a free album off, um, off U2, a few, uh, U2 a few years ago. And um, what's, what I found interesting is that whether you like Apple or not, it, it seems like a nice thing to do to give a free album. But Apple was so surprised at how many people really got offended that they'd been given this free album. Even though they'd not paid for it or asked for it, even though they didn't have to download it, um, there was a lot of anger about the fact that they'd received this free album. And um, because of that, they had to change the, the software so that people could actually delete the, the, the free album. So it's quite interesting, isn't it? But this isn't an album of songs that God's offering here. He's offering us a changed heart. He's offering us eternal life. He's offering us fellowship, identity, and loads of other things that I could just go on and on talking about, but I'm not going to. You'll be thank thankful to hear. So invite the farmer in today. He's the one who can take those stones away. He's the one who can put the path somewhere else. But he'll only do it if you ask him. He'll only do it if you ask him. He won't intrude on you. This is a, a choice that you have to make. Let's, let's pray.